everybody. Welcome back to the Model Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Ender. Today is part two of our inclusive skincare conversation with estheticians Presley, Naomi, and esthetician in training, Elliot. Our part one focused on inclusive skincare conversations um, around skin of color, discussing myths, diversity, skin representation in media, bleaching agents, Black-owned skincare companies, and I am so excited to have part two launching today where we discuss skincare um, pertaining to transitioning. Uh, lots of conversations surrounding the LGBTQA community, uh, where we fit in in the skincare conversation, what businesses should uh, look out for, and how they can you know, create a safer, more welcoming space. Uh, for members of the LGBTQA community. So thank you so much for listening and supporting. I had a really great time chatting with Presley, Naomi, and Elliot. Uh, please be sure to check them out. I will link all their information as well as the link to part one. Uh, be sure to check that out as well. And if you like what you're hearing and you support this podcast, it is so appreciated when you share, like, comment, and let me know what you think. So thank you so much for your support and introducing... Presley, Naomi, and Elliot. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for part two. Surprise part oh. two. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we just ended part one. Uh, really great conversation with Naomi about darker skin tones and skincare and just things to think about as a consumer. So now we're going to talk about um, skincare pertaining to the LGBTQA community. Uh, we have Elliot, who is currently a student. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, you were just telling us about you asked you know you asked these important questions um mm -hmm. in class and just what like you, so it just sounded to me that maybe these materials are inadequate or just not providing enough in, important information i think they just need to update like you know they they need to sit down look at their cur curriculum and see what are the areas they can update because like for example like um, we technically don't learn laser, we learn IPL, uh, and, like, and I remember my teacher was showing us, like, videos on, like, different laser technologies, and, like, um, you know, I was the one asking, like, uh, how, like, because she was, like, oh, this, this one does, doesn't work for darker skin tones, and I'm, like, okay, so which ones do, and, like, why aren't we learning them? Um, and it, it was just really interesting because like, you know, especially as a non-binary person, like the amount of times I've had to <laughs> like gently correct my teachers or, or just to be like, hey, you know, well, or how are we considering the trans community in, in, you know, this? And a lot of times they don't really know or like we've had guest speakers and usually like after like i'm always very engaged i want to learn um and like when when they're done and i go up to speak to them afterwards i kind of like i recognize it's kind of like a, a loaded question but i also like i am always interested to hear the answer i'm i always ask like what are you and your company doing to ensure that like trans clients feel accepted and safe using your products your services um you name it like what what are you doing and what could you do better and i i've actually had one guest speaker kind of 
like they, they took their own interpretation of it to be like basically it, it sounded like they thought I was asking whether or not I as a trans person will be successful and they were like no totally I think you'll be successful and I was like that that wasn't what I was asking and also I know I'll be successful <laughs> just out of my own merit not because of like oh, you came and did one guest speaker lecture for us. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I don't know if, um, if Naomi, Presley, you had any questions. Because um, I know, Presley, you, you, were, you were like, I'm really interested to hear just what they're doing in schools to, mm-hmm. you know, be more inclusive and supporting. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I, uh, I used to work in a salon before. Um, it was for sugaring some, some skincare, like facials and stuff like that. But yeah, and it was all, you know, kind of, you have people who are pushing for inclusivity and, and on the right side of history, so to say, and like doing what's right. And then you sometimes have like this pushback or people not fully understanding, um, either the, like helping someone or just, the damage that you're doing by not being inclusive. And yeah. so can we just talk about, I don't know, Presley, do you have any questions or? Um, I'm, I'm sure I had questions before, but now they're, I'm drawing a <laughs> blank on them. Um, I was just really interested in what Elliot was saying. <laughs> um, well, it's, there's definitely a fault here. Let's like, like something is totally missing. There's a link yeah. that's just not being connected. Um, and then we need to find a way to, to, to connect that. Um, Elliot, so I what, guess it's, yeah, how? What are some, like, have you ever thought of something, is there any, any gaps that you see that you're like, yeah, this would improve it? Or um, Honestly, like, at a very, like, easy baseline level, it's like the language that we use, mm. right? Like, we um, so frequently, you know, my teachers, because they're used to it just being you know, cis women in their classes, they're always like, morning, ladies. And I, then then they always look at me and they're like, and gentlemen. And I'm like, you know, like- it's Neither. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and I'm literally like, you know, you don't have to like, and they always like come up to me afterwards and they're like, I'm so sorry. It's like habit. And I'm like, listen, like, I, I understand. Like the fact that you're apologizing to me knows, means to me that you know you made a mistake. And like, I don't, I'm not gonna like hold it against you and be like pissed and you know, I'm here to learn and you have the information that I want to learn. I'm still gonna like, like I recognize people still have that adjustment period and quite, quite a lot of people in my life, let alone my teachers, my classmates, like I'm the first trans person they've ever met. So, you know, they, they'll sometimes like ask me questions like about my transition or like what I'm doing. But I usually am like, well, listen, like, you know, that's, that's kind of a really personal question. I'm like, I'm happy to answer it because I'm a very open person, but like, please be mindful that when you're talking to other people, they might not feel comfortable with that. Like I, I want you to learn. So I'm willing to be that kind of, so to speak, educational experience, uh, which, you know, kind of sucks because it, sometimes I feel like less than human, but for the most part, you know, I see it as an opportunity to help teach someone else that like, 
you know, there are a lot of people that have different experiences than you. And like, what are, I'm constantly, you know, asking myself, like, what are things that we can do to make it better? Um, drawing a blank on my words. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. You're doing great. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that you're, I can't wait for you to graduate. <laughs> no, because yeah, yeah. like yeah. you, like you bring so much. Can you imagine like such a, a safe space, but also it's one of those things like, okay. I like, for example, mm-hmm. uh, I, cause I'm a mental health advocate. So yeah. when I, when I think of like my life and struggles, it's just, it's mental health related, but I did an interview the other day and, and they were like, we're, you know, you're a great resource. Like, we're so happy that you're open to talking about it. And I'm like, well, it's a double edged yeah. sword now, isn't it? Yeah. Because I'm happy that I can be, but I'm also pissed that I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Does yeah, that explain 100%. it? Like, yeah, and yeah. so <laughs> when I, when I, I'm like listening to you speak and in what you're saying, I'm like so excited that you're now going to graduate and like help people, you know, uh, not only provide the best care to so many people because you you have this empathy that that comes with knowing a struggle mm-hmm. um but you also will be a great like push to the people that you work with and that you're surrounded by uh, to yeah. consider these things and so for that like it's amazing um but it, it's you know <laughs> do you know what i'm trying to say yeah. it's also like it, yeah to, to take the role of someone who makes change can be exhausting there's a lot of emotional labor and so that's why a huge topic in recent months have been like um, community ally burnout mm-hmm. because it's, it's like a real thing. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, for real, like um, what I actually have a lot of people in my life because like, you know, big imposter syndrome comes with my own mental health struggles as well. And um, there are a lot of times where I'm like, you know, I don't think I can do this because it's just it's a lot of work like what one of my teachers is really trying to push me to like start a blog or something because she's like I think you have a great story to share and and she really wants me to put myself out there but then it's also like I'm like I you know I'll be like yes I'll do it I'll like do a little bit of work on it and then I just like won't work on it for months because I'm like it it comes it comes with that just, I have to have the self-discipline to, you know, take on all this extra work that on top of my learning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have to add to that. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that doesn't get better. Yeah, I can um, imagine. <laughs> it, the more you progress in your education, the more you learn and the more you feel more confident in your services, say if you're one-on-one or when you're in a setting like this where people are asking you questions and you're like, yeah, I know the answer. I can give it to you now. But when you're sitting in front of a computer and going, I know I have lots to say, but where is it? Yeah. And then at the same time, you're going, do I know enough? Yep. <laughs> Should I wait? Yeah. Yeah. But the more you question yourself, the, the, to me, that means that you've made it to a point where you're like, okay, but maybe there is more because I have learned all of this. Yeah. And um, I would say the people who feel imposter syndrome are in a much better place than those who like to spew random information and not check it. Very true. Very true. 100%. uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's a catch-22. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but yeah, like, yeah, I, I actually, so at, we, on campus, we have our school spa, it's just one of those classrooms that converts to a spa. Um, and this year, actually, I was like, hey, I noticed we don't do any, like, you know, events or anything that, because it's like, yes, technically our spa is accepting of everyone, but I'm like, okay, especially with, like, the queer and trans community, you really have to say it. You can't just, like, mm -hmm. assume that people know. You have to really mm -hmm. put it out there, and because otherwise people don't know. Actually, and, I have a question um, for you yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, so it, it just, exactly that, just about yeah. being very open with the environment, it's a welcoming environment, et cetera. So mm -hmm. is there anything that businesses can do? Because I've seen in the past people will put like the trans flag in the window. Like, does that stuff help? Or is that the best way to help? Like, yes and no. Because I've definitely seen it where people put a pride flag on like their window or on their website. And then I like, message them just to be like okay i just want to know what you're doing because that then that gives me an idea okay this is a place i can recommend to people right and and i i've had i don't want to name any spas in particular but there were a few that i messaged just to be like hey i know she had a, had a pride flag and like i just want to know what are you doing to ensure that like you're trans and gender non-conforming and non-binary clients feel safe and they're like immediately I got a defensive response like you should come see for yourself if we're really accepting or not and I was like I was like that's not I just I I don't really care <laughs> but if this is how you're going to react to me just like as a trans person wanting to know whether or not I will be safe going into your your mm -hmm. salon or spa like and the places who are proud that yes. they're doing it and know exactly what they're doing will yeah. answer correctly. Exactly. That's the huge difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I saw you raise your hand, Naomi. Did you? Oh. Something? <laughs> no, I just, and I, I think I, it just kind of goes back to this whole sort of performative, yeah. right? Oh. We see it. We see it in the Black community. I'm sure mm -hmm. you see it yourself in the LGBTQ plus you know, community and mental where, health too. And mental yeah. health that people yeah. are like, yes, we're all for mm -hmm. this, but they don't want to do the work. And I'm sorry, no. the onus isn't on us as black people, as trans people, as black queer people. However, you know, you yeah. identify the onus isn't on us. The no. onus is on you. Yeah. You need to understand what our skin needs, search out those products mm -hmm. and create the environment that is safe for everyone. Yes. And not expect us to do the work. I will not do the work for you. Yeah, absolutely not. Like, people are like, oh, because, you know, my dream in, in the long term is to, like, own my own spa. And people are like, oh, that's so amazing. And, like, why don't you just do that right after you're done school? And I'm like, no, because I, would, I won't have much experience. But also, like, you know, why, why is it that I have to constantly be... I have to create that space for other people when like you could, you could already have a lot of those spaces and I'm just creating another one. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, like, like I was saying before, like with our school spa, um, I really had to be like, listen, like I, you, you say you're accepting and like everything, but also like, 
are you really? <laughs> you don't you don't do basic things like asking new clients what their pronouns are or like, you know, making sure that you're not I don't know. Just it was always it was very like odd to me. So I did push my school spa. I was like, hey, I want to host an LGBTQ spa day. Let's do it. And uh, they were, I mean, they were super fine with it. I, I did all the work. <laughs> all they had to do was promote it, really. <laughs> um, but at the, you know, I, I was actually a little bit disappointed when the day come, came because I wanted it to be very open for new clients. I wanted, like, my friends. I wanted, you know, people in my circles to know that, like, hey, we're making a day for you. I want you to come because I want you to know that like, this is for like, this is something that I've wanted for you for a long time, but this is me actually like creating the space to do that. And, uh, and it was a little disappointing because most of the people that we had come in were our regulars, which like is, is fine. I, I don't, you know, don't want to discredit that, but it was also like, I, you know we we were booked solid we didn't have room for walk-ins we didn't have room for someone to walk by and notice all our decorations and be like oh my god that's so cool can you squeeze me in like because mm-hmm. I would have loved to do that or at least like show people around the spa like I very much wanted to keep it very open but you know my teachers were like hesitant because they were like oh do we make it like clothes because then if we make it closed, we're worried if no one will come. And I was like, well, if you're also letting regulars and people who like would normally come on any other day uh, book all the spots, like, well, then, yes, no one's going to show up. You have to like, yes, I understand book some regular clients, but also don't make it so no one else can come, right? Uh, Ellie, I have a question. Yeah. Um, because, again, in the, in the thought, the same mm-hmm. vein as walking in someone else's shoes, mm-hmm. is there, can you describe to us any concerns maybe that, um, that a trans client might have going into a salon or any questions that an esthetician can ask to be mindful and supportive and create a safe space that maybe they wouldn't have even thought about but is important? Yeah, I think... Um definitely for questions like would be like you know asking offering and asking pronouns like I always try when I'm introducing myself I'm like hi my name's Elliot I use they them and he him pronouns what's your you know are you ex-client okay what what pronouns do you use like I try and make it very you know I'm offering this to you and like we can have a conversation about it if you don't understand. Because I've definitely had, you know, some clients be like, why my pronoun should be obvious, she, her. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to make that assumption about you because, like, at the end of the day, like, your gender is very personal to you. And, like, I, yeah, like, things like I wouldn't, I don't go out of my way to ask about surgeries. Um or hormones. I know my teachers are very like, you know, well, you should know if they're on hormones because it affects their skin. And I'm like, but at the same time, like that's up to the client whether or not they want to disclose it. So like, 
you know, I would, yeah, I would usually just ask like, are you on any medications that might affect your skin? Or like, have you had any recent surgeries? Like, I don't, I don't pry for those details or I don't assume that like, they're going to tell me those things. I just try to leave it very open-ended and follow the client's lead. Um, um, on that on that note, just hormones hormones for one quick second. Yeah. So maybe like for any listeners who are trans um, and sure. are taking hormones, and if you don't know, so pertaining to skin, hormones can potentially factor in. Or I'll open it. I'll open it up to Presley, Naomi, and yourself. Um, can we talk about hormones for a second when it comes to skincare? For sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so my only experience is that. Um, I am on testosterone. I'm on a fairly low dose of testosterone, but I'm still on T. So um, my experience with that is just like my skin got a little bit oilier. Um, I definitely got more active, especially in the like puberty phase mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. just yeah. starting it. <laughs> um, but like you know, that was also around the same time when I got into skincare and like really taking care of my skin because I noticed how it was changing. Um, I don't really have that much facial hair, so I don't really worry about like shaving. Uh, But hmm. yeah, for the most part, I'm just like, I just got a little oilier, a little sweatier. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And just like learning how to take care of those and like, uh, you know, it just, it's like any kind of skincare regimen. I tried some products, liked or didn't like them, tried something else when the bottle ran out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Presley and Naomi, I guess, because again, yeah. being very respectful of what Elliot said that maybe it's best to go like any medications you're taking, um, same oh, yeah. with supplements too, but, and then yeah. any recent surgeries, I think that's a great invite um, mm-hmm. without crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but again, again, in the name of education, like, is there anything that pops to your guys' mind, uh, to our listeners, like the, the importance of, um, disclosing hormones, maybe just to make sure you have the best yeah. skincare experience mm-hmm. ever. So maybe I can, uh, one of you can take it over. Um, if you don't mind, I'll start first. Sure. Um, so my, uh, form for uh, consult and facials. Everything is online through my online booking system. But I make sure that certain things are marked as you must or it is required to answer yep. it because they are very important. So mm-hmm. I ask, um, have you had any surgeries? Have you had any or are you on any medications? And are you currently under a physician's care? Yeah. Um, those are three major ones because that could be for anything. That could be for yeah. cancer treatment. That could be for antibiotics. That could be for Roaccutane or Accutane here, Roaccutane in the UK. That was silly. Um, but, uh, you know, it could be that any of those things will affect how your skin can receive treatment, um, how your skin uh, will respond to treatment. So like certain medications, we can't really touch you for um other medications are just going to make it a little bit more difficult kind of like hurdles on a um a running uh marathon course but um basically the surgeries as well where were those surgeries on your body am i going to have to alter my treatment because maybe it was on the face Mm -hmm. um if it was surgery for anywhere else in the body how soon has that 
Have you booked your appointment since then? Is your body going through a recovery process, no matter what that is? Mm -hmm. Everything is going to affect that. Um, And then uh, finally, on top of that, implants as well. So are you using metal? Do you have metal implants or um, electrical implants? So like uh, defibrillators or pacemakers or stuff like that, because certain machines cannot be used with that. Um, So the list goes on and on, but it's not just about the hormones. Um, but hormones make a huge difference in the skin. Mm-hmm. If we're trying to treat something specific and we go, why is this not working? Yeah. Oh yeah, actually I forgot to tell you. Um, and then it, it kind of slows your progress. For sure. Um, you got to go back. So yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, I, um, no, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, and I guess uh, as well, just being like um, sensitive to the fact that you know, because they say when you're a teen and going through puberty, your, your body's going through so many changes. And it's looked at as such a, a huge life event, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then some people do it twice. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and like like you said, you know, uh, so then you you had your new normal was kind of like feeling more sweaty, oily, acne, and I mean. Mm that must not be the most fun. Right. But it's, it's a part of your growth. And I think we have to like be supportive and sensitive to this fact that a lot of people are learning their new selves, um, their Mm -hmm. true selves. And we had to just be aware of that, that it's like a learning process and any, and, you know, and supporting that person in that way where you can help them take care of themselves as they adjust Mm -hmm. to, to the, the, the new self. So that was just Mm -hmm. what I was going to add, but you can go ahead, Elliot. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna add, like, you know, especially, like, folks who are going through that second puberty in, like, adulthood, it, it, it comes with its own fair share of, like, oh, everything's new, everything's changing, but really, you know, I, I just think back to myself when I was going through puberty the first time, and I'm like, okay, what are, this is very similar to then, what did I do then? Um, and I just try to, you know, I, I would, in an ideal world, I would love, I'm sure a lot of trans people would just, you know, disclose, Hey, I'm on these hormones. I've had this surgery and, and, you know, that may or may not affect the area, but I think also like the reality is, is that like a lot of people fear disclosing because they fear the reaction um Mm -hmm. i know i've had a few trans friends who have like gone to do like brazilian waxes and like um literally as they're being waxed uh the the esthetician is like so are you transitioning from this to this and it's like uh no uh naomi's reactions are just the best by the way yeah (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's like you're already down there and you're like, oh, so like, what are you, what are you trying to do with it? And it's like, well, that's none of your business. Yeah. So I was always sort of trained, you know, like you keep the conversation light. You know what I mean? It's not my place as an esthetician to talk about your genitalia, what's going on there. That's none of my business unless Mm -hmm. the client 
is comfortable enough to share that. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's it, it's an etiquette that, you know, people think, oh, blah, 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 blah. And maybe you can do that with some cis clients, but you really yeah. do need to be, you know, mindful about mm-hmm. how others are feeling. Um, having a Brazilian wax is a very intimate you know, service. Hello. <laughs> like, and can yeah. easily be done wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, oh my and, goodness. Yeah. It's like, you know, just because I disclose that I'm trans, that doesn't give you a free pass to like, you, you know, make comments or, or ask questions like that. And I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it just comes down to like most people in general have not had like any kind of like, trans sensitivity training so to speak right like like the the, yeah a big reason why i know it yeah like a big reason why hmm? i've had it oh okay that's great yeah you know like i work you know elsewhere and Mm -hmm. they ran i'm not going to name the place but yeah we ran into a massive incident and it was during pride month and it was awful it was awful yeah and you know so there there is a company in toronto Mm -hmm. um that deals with trans sensitivity and understanding pronouns and you know the different things that a trans person um goes through and things that we need to be mindful but like i'm Mm -hmm. i was i'm I wouldn't say that I'm ever that type of person to be like, so tell me all your business. Like, yeah. I don't need to know. <laughs> yeah. Someone is here for a service. You mm-hmm. do the service. You know, how's the weather? Is it nice outside? You yeah. going shopping today? Keep it light. And, you know, and, you know, let that person guide, you know, whether or not they want to be or they feel comfortable enough to open up to you. But then it all comes back to creating that safe space. And yes. I think also because... I mean, as I'm understanding from your school experience, like school was like seven years ago for me. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that. Like they didn't even yes. teach male Brazilian. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, we, we didn't learn school. that either. <laughs> um, but my teacher brought one of her male clients in so that we could see it. Ah. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. So that's, that's, you know, kind of the difference because it is not part of the curriculum. So. No getting back to even just in black issues or trans issues, it's all mm-hmm. the same thing. Everything stems from education. So yes. literally a, we need to regulate the industry, B, yep. the whole training. We need to talk about trans because maybe trans issues weren't um, a topic of conversation, you know, in the 1950s when, you know, the, <laughs> you know, the yeah, education yeah. <laughs> was initially put together. Things have changed. We need to evolve um, yes. as an industry to be inclusive and not because it's the trendy thing to do. It's what's right. Yeah. What's yeah. right, you know? It's, and it's a human issue. Un- exactly. And yes. understanding the needs of, you know, our trans brothers and sisters, you know, our black and other, you know, minorities, you know, mm-hmm. we need to understand all these things. It needs to be taught. The curriculum needs to be overhauled. We yes. need to get... Um, instructors in place that are black, are Asian, are Indian, are trans, are, you know, however they identify, they Mm -hmm. need to be put into a position where they're able to teach so that we can therefore understand and then go forth into the workplace and, you know, make it an inclusive environment. And so until 
all of those things change, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like there needs to be at minimum, there needs to be like a diversity, like course almost not just one slide on a PowerPoint. That's like, you're going to encounter many people. (laughs) Be mindful (laughs) of that. That that was literally like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going out of my way to like, be like my teachers were wrong, but like, you know, as mostly white cis women, they don't really think about the fact that like, to them, this is just like something they have to go over. But to me, I'm like, oh, so I am one PowerPoint slide. Mm-hmm. At least mm-hmm. you got the PowerPoint slide. Yeah. Black, <laughs> black people are what, regulated to like, what, two paragraphs in the textbook? <laughs> or like, uh, I love when, you know, that saying like, yeah, Black History Month is February, the shortest month of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Elliot, you got us all fired up passionate now. <laughs> you, the last thing you said was you just like casually mentioned trans uh, sensitivity training and then we all just yeah. lost it. And we just went into it. <laughs> but it, I, I really yeah. do feel like it's important. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and even just now, like having, maybe it's the same for you too, Presley, because we've been out of school for, mm-hmm. you know, a length of time mm-hmm. where it's like, I mean, we're, we're constantly having to educate ourselves. We have to educate ourselves on, on black skin, you know, or a skin of color. Let's just, yes. you know, put it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I know nothing about, you know, treating trans skin. My way, I think, would be to start low and slow like I would for all, you know, my skin of color. Until yeah. you get an understanding and a feel for the skin. And if someone is mm-hmm. on hormones, it is going to train, you know, regardless of whether they're, you know, they're trans or maybe they're going through menopause. Maybe they yeah. had um, a, like a surgical menopause that is going to change their skin because the hormones within the body are different, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so yeah. it's this constant, there's a constant evolution. And I just feel like we have not caught up. No. And trying to find that education, it, it makes you want to pull your hair out because it's yeah. just like, I need this. Yeah. yeah. I want to be inclusive. I understand and I appreciate the that everybody um, should be able to take care of their skin and love on yes. their skin and know mm-hmm. how to do it. But yeah. how can mm-hmm. you help people when we don't even have the information? Yeah. yeah. We're not even taught that in school, despite no. the fact that we're paying thousands of dollars to be there don't get me started on what school (laughs) does not prepare you for even even just the regular what's in this little box of um types of skin that we do get taught yeah there's so much i have learned since graduating it's unbelievable and like your learning never stops yeah um there was something someone once said to me um that moment that you feel like you know everything there is to know go back to school because yeah. it's already changed or leave the um, industry or <laughs> yeah. leave the industry <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, exactly. no that's fair yeah. I, I love a little jaded moment i said that yesterday like in this in this interview for mental health like they oh, asked me straight up they're like what do you wish people understood and i bold-faced looked in the camera and i said empathy <laughs> <laughs> at minimum yes, at minimum <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah but also 
Um, every skin is different. You could have yeah. two Caucasian clients who come in and they fill their form out to say that they have the same condition and you look at them and you go, actually, yours is different from this person um, because of it may present the same, but what I can use on this person, I actually can't use on you. And that goes across all skin tones, um, all people, uh, all trans, non-binary, yeah. male, female, it doesn't matter. You have to know skin first yeah. and foremost, yeah. and then you have to go deeper in and split up and be like, okay, so I know skin. So now I'm going to go for black skin. I'm going to go for white skin. I'm going to go for trans skin. I'm going to go for uh, someone in the middle of a transition. What does that look like? How's it happening? And every person, no person is the same. And that's, I always yeah. tell people like, don't, don't do, don't read the back of bottles and, and <sighs> like estheticians <laughs> are so important. And when I hear people like, oh, well, I, I use this product and it works for me. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like everyone, everyone is so different, right? Don't, don't take advice yeah. from uh, any, anyone on what they did for their skin. Like you yeah, need to go two, talk to someone and be, it's all yes. unique. Yeah. Two of the most dangerous things in the, in the um, beauty industry right now is the preservative free and um, uh, the, it worked for me. I'm just laughing at Naomi. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I cannot with this, it worked for me. <laughs> like, good <no>. for you. <laughs> or like, so, so many people, like, so many of my friends are like, oh, what can I do for this for my skin? And I'm like, well, no, I have to actually, like, sit and talk with you about your skin. Like, I can't just yeah. recommend things. You have things. to touch the skin, too. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and feel, and that's, um, and a lot of the analysis, and, you know, as you go forward in this industry, I think you're going to be amazing, Elliot. Like mm -hmm. completely yeah. amazing. Me too. <laughs> um, you know, like, and you'll you'll pick up things that you know work for you. I mean, skin barely teaches you the basics. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I happen to have gone to a private school. It's pure money grab. It's a pure money grab. But really, just mm -hmm. sort of mm -hmm. getting back to it and touch the skin and ask the questions. You know what I mean? Yes. That is how we're gonna learn. You yeah. know? Oh, yeah. so I'm feeling this tell me how is blah 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 and then the, let mm -hmm. them answer and then from there you'll get your next question and your next mm -hmm. question and then mm -hmm. that will open up so much more okay so i know um okay this person tends to get dry um you know they're using some cleanser that's too stripping for their based on what i'm seeing so this is why i'm feeling this texture this is why there's this dryness or i can you know the dehydration and so you craft yes. um you know, your service to that. And it needs to be at every single visit. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because yes. as, yes. as they go through the process of caring for their skin and coming in regularly, and as they're using their home care, which by the way, super important, yes. um, <laughs> your, your skin changes. And so we need to be able to adapt our process of treatment as the skin continues to you know, get stronger and healthier. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Guys, this was incredible. <laughs> Holy crap. What a, what a part two. <laughs> I want to thank Elliot, Naomi, and Presley. Thank you guys so much for talking about this with me. We are clearly so passionate and fired up, and I know we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> but, uh, thank you guys so much. That was beautiful and wonderful. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank for, you having for having me. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys.
Bye. Bye.